I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Of what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. <laughs> DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Rio. High five. Hello, my fellow DDP yoga warriors. It is Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here in uh, where I currently reside on the east coast of the good old U.S. of A. Tough guy. And uh, we are multinational, and of course, joining us as always, she is north of the border, uh, the Canadian Crystal Crystal Stewart. Doing that, I was kind of come up with a cool uh, name off the top of my head. But uh, hey, Crystal, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We are in for such a am... fabulous show. Well, there, there's some optimism right there. Yeah. I like you know that. Me. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. We're going to have a fabulous show. And you know what? You know what? I don't usually what? agree with you. You on the other side of the I border, know. you know, we're kind of at war. But tonight, I agree with you. I think we are going to have a fabulous show. And uh, a lot of things are, are cooking up here in the DDP Yoga uh, universe. Of course, there's people at the airport as we speak. I'm looking online as Absolutely. we speak, getting ready for the DDP Yoga retreat. Uh, they're heading down yep. there to Tulum, Mexico. I'm so bummed out that I can't make it down there with you. Also, we've got uh, a bunch of details on DDP's United Kingdom tour. And um, I I look at the stats. We have a little bit of of statistics that are given to us on the show, um, DDP Radio. And, of course, uh, the U.S. is our strongest uh, audience for listeners, but the second strongest uh, region is over in the U.K., there's a lot of people who listen to the show and therefore a lot of people doing DDP yoga. So once again, Diamond Dallas Page pulled to go across the pond uh, to uh, give his brand of inspiration, perspiration, fitness, DDP yoga to uh, the United Kingdom. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And I think we're going to get him on in the coming weeks to uh, discuss the tour um, from uh, from his own mouth. So it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And I know we have a bunch of hardcore DDP yoga maniacs across the pond. Absolutely, we do. And, of course, uh, we we do this uh, feature. Um, We call it the Warrior of the Week, but we don't stick to it every week because sometimes we get pulled in other topics that we need to discuss or something like that. But we do try to to feature feature regularly uh, a member of the community that's just crushing it right now and has a hell of a story to tell. And uh, I'm... See, when I first started DDP Yoga, there were a couple people who were like, oh, he's killing it. Oh, he's killing it. And you can keep track. But right now, 
so many people are just crushing DDP yoga that I can't even wrap my head around it. So, Crystal, you really have the finger on the pulse, and you kind of pull, pull people towards me and, and, and expose me to people that are just especially just taking control of the ball and uh, owning it right now. And uh, you made a great success, uh, suggestion here tonight. And uh, we have Michael from the DDP Yoga, uh, Team DDP Yoga site on the show to uh, share his story. Well, we're going to intro him in just a second. And uh, Crystal uh, highly recommends uh, Michael. He's got a lot of success behind him in the time he's been doing uh, the DDP Yoga program. So I don't know, Crystal. I think you may be right. I think tonight might be a fabulous show. Yeah, I think it really is. You know, Michael is he he's just been doing such a wonderful job. And if you want to talk about persistence, boy, it just goes to prove that it pays off and Michael is true testament to that. So I'm really, really excited to learn more of his story and have him on tonight. Um they- for sure, and, and let's let's just skip all the jibba jabba. Let's let's bring him on. We'll talk about the uh, the retreat, and we'll talk about uh, uh, the UK tour and all that stuff. But first, uh, what, Crystal, you have uh, been talking to Michael for a while, so I will do, let you do the honors and do uh, do the intro and, and let us know, let the DDP Yoga community know who this man is. So Michael is somewhat newer to the community. He's not one of the old timers, you know, that has been around for a super long time, but he's certainly made um, his time at the team site. Definitely count. He's doing extremely well and I will let him um, fill you in on all of his successes and details, but um, we are so thrilled to have him here with us tonight. So Without further ado, um, Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks, Crystal. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the invite. It was totally out of left field, but uh, <laughs> certainly uh, quite the opportunity to be here. So thank you guys very much for having me. You are so uh, welcome. Thank, thank you, man. Uh, real quick, I wanted to say, um, Chris, you were saying uh, you're kind of newer to this program. A lot of times we feature a lot of veterans on the show. Uh, when we first started this show, our intent was to represent everybody in the program, from the guys who've been doing it since day one to the guys who started yesterday. And uh, there's, we've talked to a lot of people who have gotten the goal and a lot of people who are working there, and it's really cool to get the perspective of somebody who's been around for a few months because um, sometimes when, when new people are coming into the, uh, the program, uh, it can be overwhelming. Uh, and to get a fresh perspective, I haven't been a newcomer in – six or so years, so it's kind of cool to get a perspective from somebody who's who's just kind of getting themselves into all of this, and it's a different world since when I started, so we're going to talk to you about a lot of stuff tonight, um, and we're going to get to that in just a minute, um, and we're excited to get your take, because you, uh, according to, to what Crystal was telling me, you were inspired to get in on this from the Jake the Snake Roberts documentary. Uh, which is mm-hmm. I know has expired uh, a ton of people, and Crystal, you can attest to this. It seems like DDP Yoga is one of those things. It's it's very cyclical. You know, there's been some certain things that kind of hit the press, like the Chris Jericho thing, and then the Arthur thing, and then you know, and yeah. people we get different rounds of people that come through here, and they're all inspired by something, and then those people who were inspired by one thing ends up in, uh, inspiring the next generation of DDP Yoga warriors. Absolutely. And it's a really, mm-hmm. it's a really great community of giving back. And uh, I know you've seen a lot of that through the DDP Yoga team site, just people giving back to people who give back to people. 
Yeah. Actually, you know what? I always equate it to being, you know, just a huge chain reaction. It's just, right, we we have no, we don't blame anyone over there. We don't point fingers. We just, we kind of all just pull together and what we do, the team is family. The team is family. So, yeah, and it's, um, it's full of so many wonderful people. Uh, for sure, and um, uh, we're gonna uh, we're just one second. Like I just want to say, uh, the DDP retreat is just about ready to go. And they're uh, they're going down to a new uh, resort, uh, same company as we had been using, but a new resort. And Sally Jane Smith is down there, making sure everything's good with Lexi and the whole Travel Smith crew. And I want to wish everyone down there a hell of a time. I'm so bummed I couldn't be with you guys this year, um, but next year uh, I'm gonna make a point to get down there. Um, and if any of you guys are at the airport or waiting or just hanging out, give us a call, uh, 347-994-1216. Uh, check, out, check in, tell us what to expect, what you're looking forward to. Any questions, concerns, there's been a really great uh, DDP Yoga Retreat page that was put up uh, a few years ago, but it's a great resource if anyone hasn't yeah. left to go down there yet. Um, they give you all kinds of information on travel tips and stuff and what to expect because for your first time out of the country, it can be uh, kind of overwhelming for some people. So uh, the DDP Yoga Retreat page is a great uh, resource for that. But I want to get into this because we got a lot to talk about tonight. And um, we kind of, uh, you know, we usually start uh, the kind of uh, the process of asking you this. Um, when you first joined DDP Yoga, a lot of people joined for different reasons. Some people have a, a rock bottom experience where they suddenly realize they need to get control of their lives. Some people come to it um, as an athlete or just looking to better themselves or looking for an outlet. Uh, what made you uh, kind of seek out the program um, when you first started? What was the catalyst for getting you to kind of decide this is what I need for me right now? Well, I'd, I'd known of the program for a couple years, uh, pretty much since uh the lead up into Jake the Snake going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'd kind of followed wrestling a lot, so I knew, obviously, Jake, and I knew DDP, and, I, you know, I saw where Jake was, and I saw all that stuff, you know, that happened, and, you know, the, the Kickstarter thing for the for the program to fund it, the, the, the documentary and all that stuff. Um, so I knew of DDP Yoga, um and I talked with my wife about it uh, a few times here and there, and we'd kind of discussed it, but I don't think either of us were necessarily like compelled to make the change at that moment in the few years leading up. Um, but I guess for me, because um, I, I suffer from autoimmune disease uh, in the form of arthritis, so I got a lot of inflammation and joint pain that I struggle with. Um, but also I... I'd been uh, eating pretty unhealthy, uh, a lot of on-the-go type of eating because my job is an on-the-go type of job. So I was eating a lot of fast food and weight weight ballooned up to the highest it had been. And um, I think the point to me where I really knew that something something drastic, you know, for real needed to happen uh, was was just getting to a point every morning where I would come downstairs, you know, get my stuff ready for work. And then it got to the point of going over to the mud room to sit down to put on my shoes. 
and I would lo- yep. not look forward to putting on my shoes because it hurt. It hurt to bend. It hurt to sit down and bend over and reach my feet. And also, you know, with the big belly I had going, it really, uh, you know, when you you lay across your own body mass, it pushes the wind out of you, and you're, you know, sucking wind, you know, just getting your shoes on and 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 being in pain doing it. I think that was pretty much a low point for me. Um, so I think that's the point where I, you know, like that tipping point where you're just like, I, I just can't, I can't keep going downward down this path because it's getting to the point where I'm having a hard time functioning every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were, were you overweight at, in, in, as, as a young kid? Uh, you know, did you grow up, you know? No, no, the total happens. Totally opposite, actually. When I was a kid, I was super skinny and had like rocket fuel metabolism. And it actually, um, growing up, it set up a lot of bad eating habits for later in life because uh, since I was basically skin and bones as a kid, you know, ribs sticking out and all that kind of stuff, I didn't carry any weight. My parents were always like, uh, you know, keep eating, keep eating, eat till you're full, you know, eat more if you want to eat more. So I grew up with that mentality that eat as much as you can, which is not good into your adult life. That's obviously, you know, when you get a little older, like I did into my 20s and my metabolism changed, uh, then I started Mm -hmm. to put on more weight. Um, Excuse me. I think in high school, I was probably 130 pounds, 140 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I was was pretty thin. I'm almost six feet tall. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, was, I was thin. I was skinny. Skinny well, kid. We, well, Mus- we talk muscular. about that often on the show. We talk about that all, on the show that skinny doesn't always mean healthy. And I remember growing up, That's I had right. one of my best friends was, was one of those kids that could just eat all day and not gain weight. And I used to be, like, so jealous of, of how he could do that because I walked by a plate of chicken nuggets and gained 10 pounds. But eventually, <laughs> like you said, as age catch up with you, uh, your 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 eating stays the same, but your your physio phys- you know physical biological makeup changes, and all of a sudden your body reacts differently. So some people don't realize that that, that those are hard habits to break as you kind of transition and become an adult, and, and they do catch up with you. And to speak on your point of not being healthy on the inside, I actually um, started having health problems just barely past my 18th birthday. Um, wow. I, distinctly remember being at McDonald's uh, with my girlfriend, now wife, um, and like waiting for our food to come up and being sitting in a booth and literally like laying on my side because my side was burning so bad. Um, And this is still really skinny time of my life, but just eating a lot of junk food. Well, turns out uh, at just barely 18, I had gallstones and had to have my gallbladder removed. And most likely due to most likely due to diet. So I wasn't getting fat, but it was still taking its toll on my body. Absolutely. So. And you know, which is when you're used to. Oh, sorry about that, man. No, you can go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, and you kind of you build to that entire life of of just being, you know, kind of having a free pass when it comes to food, not having to worry about that, and. Now you're starting to realize you've got some health issues, and, and then all of a sudden the weight comes on after that quickly. And it's, you know, being conditioned like that, it's kind of hard to switch courses and when it's time to kind of, you know, kick into high gear. Uh, and I get to buckle down on my weight. Your body is 
pretty much physically addicted to that food, you know, at that point. Yep. Yeah. I think that's true. I think there's certainly a, a, not only a physical addiction, but you get mentally addicted to the comfort of the stuff that you like, you know, because mm-hmm. you may not be able to control everything going on around you, but you can control where you go to eat. You know, and yeah. if you have money, you can go get the foods that you think are going to make you feel better. Yep. So it becomes it becomes somewhat of a coping mechanism too. Right. Absolutely, I agree. You just made a really, really good point that you know you go get the foods that you think are going to make you feel better. It's not always the case, right? No. No, in no. fact, after the gall after the gallbladder coming out, it really screwed up my digestive system. Um, there's yeah. a lot of things that they didn't tell me that that would cause issues, you know. But anything that was like high fat fried food would typically set my system off, and I'd be having to run to the bathroom within ten minutes of eating. And that yep. lasted years. They didn't tell me that I wouldn't be able to consume alcohol anymore. Like yep. they wouldn't tell me that because I was 18, but they never brought it up that I should maybe think about alco- not using alcohol, because you know your right. gallbladder assists your liver in metabolizing. Uh, when you it's overload fine. your liver, it's it's kind of backup, you know, reserve mechanism to help. So, uh, two weeks after my 21st birthday, I actually spent a week in the hospital because I drank a card alcohol, and immediately got pancreatitis, and they put me in the hospital on an IV for five days. No food wow. or water. So, hard lesson learned. <laughs> but. And so, so the, these challenges start... Oh, sorry, Crystal. If we get a lag no, no, go on, ahead. on the system here, so I don't mean to talk over you. Go, no, go Crystal, please. <laughs> it's Canada's fault, I trust. <laughs> um, I was just exactly. saying, so what brought you to DDP Yoga, other than Jake? I mean, because we have heard, Mike and I have heard over and over and over again that, you know, a lot of people that have initially come here thought, oh, good, goodness, you know, it's a yoga, it's not, you know, there's just a stigma about doing yoga. So did you have one of those coming into the program or were I don't, you completely I don't think... open? At this point with, with my arthritis and everything, I have to be open to most possibilities that will help me because you know who am I to dismiss something that's going to improve the quality quality of my life I know what I was doing was not working for me Um, right one thing that that made me feel good about the yoga was I knew that it would increase my flexibility which like I said I had a hard time even putting on my shoes you know bending over obviously wasn't working out very well for me my hands and feet hurt all the time but um, yeah my ended up what being my initial pictures uh for the for the app uh my reach for the toes thing I think I was six inches from my toes and that now as far as I could and now uh now I can put my hands under my feet way to go I'm so proud of you <laughs> now now i'm now i'm now I'm working on just trying to get my hands flat on the floor. Instead of just That's touching, awesome. I can. I, I, love that. I can put my. I can put my head between my knees. So, yeah, I, no, I, I, I can't. Believe, I too. honestly, I can't believe how my body has responded that quick. I knew that when I started eating right and doing the exercise, I would, I would drop weight fairly easily. I had told my wife that. Um, 
because I still have some of that metabolism in me and my body naturally wants to be kind of slim. Like I don't carry yeah. any of my fat in my arms or legs. It's all in the belly, which, belly. you know, good and good and bad. You know, people, when people see you, they're like, oh, you look fine. You know, you don't look fat. But at the same time, you know, when your stomach's hanging over your belt line and, you know, you're carrying 30 pounds of fat on your stomach and underneath your abdominal wall, too, that's it's hard on your organs. It's hard on, on your body. Absolutely. So, I mean, they say they say that's the da- most dangerous fat to carry is the belly fat, which I get that because, you know, I've struggled with health stuff. So, so um, Michael, yeah. are you doing the eating plan as well? Um, I, I, I don't know that I'm doing it exactly by the book that, that right. came with the DVDs. Um, I'm doing kind of what works for me. I've switched to the all natural foods, you know, as much single ingredient stuff as I can. I started out, you know, just, just, uh, uh, switching, uh, you know, off of the fast food, off of the junk food, just replace it with fruits, vegetables, lean meats, you know, as much as possible. And for me, the first 30 days, that's where the whole entire change happens and the the commitment to establishing the new habits because uh, you know you you ha- I had to be really strict on myself in the first 30 days because I knew yeah. that if I started to cheat I would go back yeah you know and it takes time to build habits you don't build habits overnight so you that's know true. I've I've heard somewhere I heard somewhere a long time ago that if you want to establish a new habit do it every day for 30 days don't miss it don't you know Right. Once you get past that's, that that's first thirty days of a of working that habit, then it gets a lot easier. Sure it does. So. That's where a lot of people struggle too. Is the the daunting, you know, when you have a lot of weight to lose too. People need, think you need to have this epiphany, and a, and a light switches, and you go from you know eating terrible to eating perfectly. It, there's a process in kind of removing things from your life. Some people can do that on and off switch, but. For some people, change needs to happen gradually, and a lot of people who do yeah. just flip the switch and go all in at once, and if you can do that, wonderful, but sometimes there's a blowback, too, because you've jumped in too quickly and you, you you know, fire yourself so up, and then you don't really know how to, uh, once things slip up, there's, there's, it's hard to kind of uh, cope with, with uh, struggle because it just flips so rapidly, and like you said, you know, you make changes, you make habits. I remember when I first started, you know, losing weight, my first thing was just cut out pizza because I was, I was, you know, pizza is easy. You order it on your phone. It's here in 20 minutes. And, you know, I tried to cut out pizza for the first time. And about two, about two weeks later, the Domino's drivers were outside holding a boom box outside my window asking me to come back. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things, you know, they need you, more you than can you remove. <laughs> If you can remove dangerous, you know, uh, harmful things out of your life, you know, gradually those definitely start adding up. And like you said, you start building yeah. habits, and then you feel more comfortable removing something else, and you you gradually build towards, uh, you know, what will eventually become change in a new version of you. Yeah, for me, for me, uh, I know I remember reading in the book uh, as far as the nutrition plan went and everything, like one of the first things it said was everything that you have in your kitchen, that's in a box, throw it out. And I'm like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing that, you know, not throwing away (laughs) everything that I bought, you know, and like, that's, geez, he's pretty radical, you know? I mean, 
I, I get that he wants to change everything, but I mean, you kind of have to find the point where you're like, uh, you know, what works for you. Right. So for me, I, you know, I couldn't in good conscience, but w- what I did decide to do is a stop bringing more boxed stuff in. That was one thing that I felt like I could do. Um, and also, uh, as far as, you know, with changing the eating habits, I knew I needed to eat fruits and vegetables, you know, cut out things like soda, which I didn't drink a lot anyway. Um, but what I what I started with was not a real, like, robust amount of items. Uh, I just started with the stuff that I liked, you know, fruits that I liked, apples, bananas, things that I could take with me, quick and easy. Um, you know, I went and found nuts that I like, like walnuts. I eat walnuts every day as part of my protein because I like walnuts, you know. Right. Uh, I also like almonds. I eat those sometimes, too. Uh, didn't start out with raw stuff. I started out with like the smoked almonds and things like that, but I switched over eventually. Um, but yeah, just, you know, things that, things that I would actually eat, things that weren't off putting to me. So it didn't feel like I was punishing myself. I didn't, you know, I'm not on a diet, you know, I, I make a conscious choice about what I eat and I'm changing what I put in my body, but I'm not punishing myself. You know, I'm, I'm I think allowing really myself important. the opportunity to eat better stuff. Right. I think that's really important. Because when you have that is... um, library, oh, you, ahead, hey, Mike. Crystal, you're gonna tell that you're gonna tell that beaver in in, in Canada to get back on the hamster wheel and start <laughs> running faster because <laughs> there's a lag. And the yeah, one, the one in the, the internet department. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, my friend. I just picture like. I just picture a, a thing that says like a Canadian, um, you know, internet service provider, and it's a couple of beavers with hard hats pushing buttons. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. True story. Don't mind me. That was the improvement to the dial-up. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, no, I completely uh, but, lost my train of thought. So go ahead. Yeah, well, I don't remember. I was just gonna say it was. I think it was great too when. Um, you know, when you're first starting out, not to overcomplicate things, because like you, you said, you have a, a library of food that you could pull from, and uh, you know that you like, and you know how, how you know, what comments you can eat, and you kind of have that base of knowledge of, you know, these foods I know are working for me, and once you start getting used to those and, you know, getting that, you know, under your belt, you can maybe start expanding from there, but some people, you know, overcomplicate things, and then it just becomes, especially at first, if it becomes overwhelming and, and just, you know, so time-consuming that it can't be, uh, you know, manageable at first, uh, people get turned off. So you having that, yep. you know, go-to section of foods uh, is really important, and it's something we haven't actually talked about, and I love that point that you made, um, just keeping it simple at first as you make these changes and build these habits. Sure. Well, I mean, and that's kind of the way I, I went into it was like, you know, I, I I didn't just immediately jump into like a program per se of eating. You know, I I knew that, that I needed to eat better. I knew, you know, all the stuff that I was buying to eat was going to be better than the McDonald's I ate, you know, the Big right. Mac meal I ate, stuff like that. You know, even if I eat maybe more fruit than should be, you know, in whatever program, if it's higher on the fruit and you're still getting the sugar, well, at least you're eating natural, real food. So your body knows what to do with that. So, I mean, it was easier to, you know, in the beginning to be like, okay, well, uh, uh, you know, banana, ingredient, banana, that's easy, single ingredient food, apples, ingredients, apple, you know, and just keep it as simple, as simple as that, you know, chicken, 
you know, single ingredient chicken. That's all, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, just simple things like, you know, as, as simple as I could put it, because I knew, you know, I, if I was going to try to get too complicated with it, it was going to start diffusing and distracting my efforts right. of the direction right. I was trying to go. So, you know, and, and the whole everything, DDPY, uh, uh, to go back to an earlier point when you talked about how overwhelming it can be at the beginning, it is kind of overwhelming. It overwhelmed me a bit. I, there's a lot of stuff that seems like was, was uh, you know, given to me for information that I didn't pick up on right away. I was so focused on putting the DVDs in and trying the program out and thinking about what I was going to buy to eat for the next week. Uh, you know, I missed the fact that there was a team DDP yoga.com at the community thing. Um, you know, I knew about the app cause that was offered to me, uh, for the free trial in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. but a lot of, you know, a lot of the side stuff, I didn't, I didn't pick up on. I didn't know it was there. So I was probably a month in when I came to TeamDDPYoga.com, um, and that was a conscious choice because I knew that um, if I was going to be successful at it, I needed to surround myself in it, and I needed to be around other people who were also doing the same thing. And because everybody there was heading the same direction that I was heading, and I right. didn't want to lose sight of where I was going. So, right, you know, I started. I started changing my surroundings to get, you know, connected to the people who were heading the same direction. And also, too, like, I felt like I was doing good and maybe I could help other people who were coming in the door, too, as much as I can. You know, I had all this energy and positive light and momentum. I I wasn't just going to sit on it. I was going to try to infuse other people with it, too. Maybe at that was a point I got Crystal's attention was that, you know, I just kind of popped in and. And just, you know, every everybody who posted, you know, a blog post or a status, I would take the time to comment on it and let them know that, hey, you know, if you need friendship or support or advice or whatever, you know, I'll share, you know, what I can with you. You know, if you just need encouragement or you're feeling frustrated, you know, just go ahead, you know, friend me and uh, send me a message. If you take the time to send me a message, I'll take the time to read it and respond to you. You know, it's the least I can do. And, I mean, the impact you've had at the team site, Michael, has been really impressive. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I see a lot of people come and go. And it's really, it was really awesome just to see someone who was so invested in the program and that you were willing to put yourself out there. I It, it was one of the things, it was my first impression of you. That you know, and I thought, wow, you know, you're really not going anywhere. You're staying put, and you're putting the work in, and how amazing that is. And I mean, it rubs off. It rubs off on a lot of people. You might not hear from them right away, but you know, eventually you'll get a message that said, you know, because of you, I didn't quit. And that's well, amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, I I certainly know that you're a positive influence on people there. I see it a lot. So. Oh, thank you. And I. And I think that that's awesome. I think it certainly helps the program overall to have that place, to have that kind of family and sanctuary to come, you know, to come say, hey, you know, check it out. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I did this today, you know, for the first time, whatever. Or, hey, I screwed up. I fell down, you know. Right. I, I screwed yeah. up my and eating or, you know, I didn't do my workouts yeah. the way I was supposed to, you know. It's but still, and then have everybody be struggle. like, yeah, sure, moment by yeah. moment. 
the whole moment, sure. life's a struggle moment by moment. So I'm always big about assuming control of of that moment. You know, we can't we can't control how much we weigh at that moment, and we can't be a hundred pounds lighter, you know, in no. a week or whatever. But but every time that you put food in your mouth, that's a moment that you have sure a choice is. over, mm-hmm. control over. That's the control that you have to change that long term deal. So and that's why I started writing down my food. It wasn't because I wasn't making the right choices or I was going to jump off, but it's that accountability to myself that every time I right. every time I put something in my mouth, before I do that, I stop and I write it down. What did, what did I put in my mouth, you know? So, and, you know, Michael, I, I don't really check. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry, go ahead. I thought you were finished. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I was just gonna say I, I I didn't I don't track calories I don't count calories because I'm not on a diet and I don't really track portions. Um, well, you know, with vegetables and stuff, heart. it's hard to have too much portions. But but it was just the accountability of you know stopping before I put food in my mouth, so I wasn't impulse eating, so that every moment that I decided to eat during the day, that I was making a conscious choice what I was putting in. Yeah, I don't count calories. I don't jump on the scale. I don't. I don't do any of that. Not anymore. Do you, I used to. Do you? Uh, yeah. the, something that really has been kind of working um, for me, especially as of late. Um, you know, you talk about calories and choices and stuff. Uh, when you're losing weight, it, it's a long haul. It's 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 you know it's not. Um, as someone put it this way, and don't get me wrong, I wouldn't want to be an alcoholic or a drug addict for the life of me, but um, you're a drug addict, you're an alcoholic, you quit drugs that day, and tomorrow you're not on drugs, you're not an alcoholic. Well, you're an alcoholic, but you're not, on, you're not you know, on booze. I could eat salad for a month, and I'm still fat. So it's very hard to kind of wrap your head around the long-term, you know, uh, you know things. So it's for me, I've well, realized that it's not about one day at a time. It's not about one week at a time. It's one choice at a time. You look at, if you kind of get in your yeah. own head for every choice you're going to make during the day, and even if it's not a good choice, if you consciously make the better choice, you know, let's say I, I'm, con- I'm confronted with these two choices. If you make the better one, one choice at a time, eventually it's going to, you know, it's going to chip away and, it's really easier to break down things by one choice instead of looking at I need to lose 100 pounds or I need to lose 200 pounds or whatever right. it may be. Just confronting the choice in front of you and, uh, you know, it, it breaks it down and makes things a lot more manageable in, in the daily, you know, day-to-day. And, and you can surprise yourself and find out that your choice, you know, like when you make the better choice, it turns out maybe it wasn't so bad after all. And it wasn't that right. hard, you know. And 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 that so, you know that success breeds success over time. Sure does. You know you you find you find little battles that you can win. Like okay, well maybe I I don't need to have an egg McMuffin in the morning. I could have you know a banana and a piece of toast. You know with a little bit of butter on it or something. You know I'm still getting some salt and fat a little bit, but I'm not whopping down you know three or four hundred calories. You know and giving myself you know a tummy ache and whatever. So right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, we're so psychologically, you know, you know, especially if you were overweight like, like I was my whole life, um, you're so psychologically uh, wired differently. And I had a, a talk about this with my fiancé about a month ago. We're sitting here, and we're craving a certain food. And we ended up giving into that craving. Before we even ordered the food, 
we knew that the end result was we were going to be disappointed with ourselves, we are going to feel like garbage, and we are going to go to bed with a stomachache. Yep. But in that moment, with that knowledge, I still went ahead and made that bad decision. And any kind of other psychological, you know, effects that I could have, you know, if I said I'm going to jump off my balcony, I'm going to break my leg, and I'm going to hurt my foot, but I feel like jumping off my balcony, I would have known better not to do that because the end result is terrible. But still, food plays that trick on you, and in that moment, that's the only thing that matters. And to kind of reverse engineer all that, you know, bad wiring and bad history, uh, with those individual choices, you kind of uh, have a firsthand account of, well, I did this, I'm satisfied now, that craving is gone, and I don't feel like that. So you really get a first experience, uh, life experience, about how you can get through those moments without, you know, completely abandoning the meal. Yeah. And one thing that one thing that my wife and I have always told each other too, you know, when we argue about, you know, what we're going to go eat, this was probably before DDP yoga, but I would always tell her, you know, it won't matter so much when you're full, you won't care. Yeah. You know, once you're full, once you're full, you're full, you know, your hunger's been satiated and your cravings have died down, you know. Whether you made a good choice or a bad choice, it won't matter to you as much in the aftermath, other than maybe how you feel about yourself and if you kind of, you know, let yourself and your standards down a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Before we go too, too far, um, is it okay if I take a minute to uh, give some recognition to my wife? Sure. Oh, absolutely, man. Because uh, she has been, she started this program the same day that I did. Um, But backstory to that, we met when we were teenagers. Um, We started dating February 22nd, 1997, um, before my 18th birthday. Uh, And we are, uh, we got married February 22nd, 2002. And we just celebrated 15 years of marriage this year, 20 years together overall. Um, we've barely been apart but a handful of days that entire time. And uh, luckily for me, I found my best friend at a very young age. And she's always been there beside me for all my health problems, uh, good or bad times, everything. Um, but, yeah, she started the program the same day that I did. Um does the workouts with me. We both have yoga mats and do our thing. She's down 22 pounds. Way uh, to go. She's doing very well, too. She's got her eating right. Her her body has changed. Uh, she, you know, she's she's dropped the weight. She's, she feels better about herself. She looks better. She carries herself better. And um, even at this point, now she's starting to tell me to feel her her uh, abdominal muscles because I, you know, you can feel them now underneath because we've been doing the red hot core every day. So, um, so yeah. So I mean, that's definitely a positive thing. Um, What's your name, Michael? May I? Of, I'm sorry. Her name's Tiffany. 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 Oh, that's amazing. That 22 pounds. That's that's incredible. And and the fact that you guys can go through this together too is so. So important. I've I've met some people who are are just dying to get their wife or their spouse on, and they're not quite ready yet. And you can't force someone to be ready, but, you know, being on the same page as your significant other makes things so much better. And just having that person to go into battle with, it's it's amazing. And you guys are just crushing it right now. Yeah, And also, you know, we didn't start at the same psychological point. Like, for me, I was guns a-blazing 
uh, I'm changing my food, you know, this and that. She wasn't so much on the food changing right away. Um, you know, she was she was in the beginning having a lot more slip-ups, and she would own that if she were here right at the moment to tell you that. Um, but I think that she saw how well it was working for me. I mean, we were both doing the workouts, um, you know, pretty religiously. Uh, obviously not quite as intense in the beginning because they start you out pretty gently, which thank goodness they do because it gives you the time and energy to focus on your food, <laughs> which I think in the that's beginning right. your food is so important because that's where a lot of the weight loss is going to come right away when you stop putting the toxins and poisons in your body. Right. Um, so how many pounds least, are you down, Michael? Um, well, I started uh, April, I think I started about April 19th. Uh, I ordered the, the set online on the 8th of April, but I think I got got it and got started on the 19th um, mm-hmm. or close around mid-April. Um, I started at 210 pounds at 5'11". Um, and uh, at my 90-day point, which was just uh, this last weekend, I was at 171.6 pounds, my goal being 170. That's so well, thirty-eight point three pounds. Way to go! Thanks. That's I, that wasn't what I was. It wasn't what I was expecting to happen. I mean, to be all honest with you, uh, as I got probably a month and a half in, uh, I did start to believe it. Like I, like I really saw myself. Like yes, I, I am going to accomplish that goal. I am going to be one hundred and seventy pounds. No longer any doubt anymore. So do you have another goal set for when you hit your goal? Um, sort of, yes, and sort of, no. I've actually been a little bit trepidatious because I've, you know, I know that that number is like right around the corner within probably a week or two of being at yep. my goal. And then you get that, that void, that vacuum of like, okay, I got there. I crossed the finish line. Now what? Now you what? <laughs> right. Yeah, because now I don't have to look right. at the scale anymore to motivate me. The scale's been motivating me. Um, I got to tell no you, I've been through that. Oh, yeah. I've been to my goal weight and, and had to take the scale out of the equation. And, man, I'm, I'm just telling you to, you know, be careful of, of where your mind takes you because that was one of my downfalls when I gained weight through the lost weight for the first time in 2007. I was so motivated by the the rush of, um, you know, uh, endorphins, you know, the reward receptors in your brain when I stepped on the scale that, like, okay. I depended on that as motivation. And I ended up finding myself gaining weight really quickly after that because I didn't know how to motivate myself elsewhere. And I, it's a great fall that a lot of people get into. And it's, it's so great that you're already aware of that because some people don't realize how much they depend on that. And there where you are, you can kind of – you know, reassess why you're why you're here and find some other, you know, goals to grasp onto. And that's the great thing about DDP Yoga is there's so many things that you can, uh, you know, you hear Dallas always says there's someplace else to take it. And, uh, yep. you know, you, you, whether it's a position or, or a certification or something, there's a lot of different avenues you can take to kind of check um, your motivation. Totally. Um, and what I've found, like, the first 30 days for me were about, you know, diet, and establishing the routine. And 60 days uh, was about, I'd already kind of had my food where I, where I wanted it. I was eating what I was 
you know, comfortable eating and doing the right things and making the food choices and, and which was good. And I was doing my uh, program plus a little bit because I feel like I, I should push myself, you know, to get the results. As I hit that two month point, um, I started to look at ways to improve my diet and, and, uh, that's when uh, Tiff and I started watching the, the documentaries, well, the uh, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, nearly uh, Genetic yeah. Roulette. Uh, haven't watched GMO OMG yet, but it's on my list. I'll probably get it this weekend. But uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, food, Food Inc. and that and that one was difficult to watch because I love animals, and that one was difficult to watch. Um, yeah. But it really made the connection for me and, and lit up the brain receptors about what's in the food that I'm eating. How clean is the food that I'm eating? I'm working so hard to put good stuff in my body. Am I putting stuff with chemicals, you know, or, or, or bad stuff in my body? And, and that's where the, you know, the refining of moving from just eating fruits and vegetables and, and lean meats to, to going more organic, to trying to find, you know, to looking at the list of the worst, you know, most pesticide-laden foods and switching those out immediately, yeah. like apples and, you know, things that you're going to eat the outside of, you know, switching those for sure to organic and then seeing where else you can do it. It does cost a little more, but at the same time, you know, as somebody who suffers with autoimmune stuff, uh, you know, and, and your immune system being based in your, in your gut, uh, putting chemicals down in there isn't going to, it's just going to make your health worse. So, so Michael, have you heard? Sorry, have you heard of the Clean Fifteen and the Dirty Dozen list? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I'm. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. definitely everything on the Dirty Dozen is things that we don't compromise as far as organic goes. There's some things that we still don't buy organic, like pineapple. Yeah. Um, just yeah. because organic pineapples are really expensive and they're really tiny. <laughs> yeah, they are. So I'm just, you know, and I know that I'm I'm just going to eat the inside. So I mean, perfect? No, you know, way better, sure, you know. Doing much better with that. Um but yeah, that's kind of where we got to at that 2 month point was just refining our food, getting it even cleaner, you know, to 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 feel, you know, to feel better, to try to get things like uh getting off regular cheese and switching to that pecorino romano cheese, you know, understanding mm-hmm. the difference between cow milk and sheep's milk. You know, yeah. At first I didn't I didn't understand why DDP said, you know, no dairy cow, you know, cow milk and cheese and stuff like that, but if you go to sheep it's okay. You know, I I was like, well, dairy's dairy, what I don't understand. So then I researched into it more and I learned about the different size of the fat cells in the dairy. Yeah. And sheep and goat milk being closer to to the fat cell Mother's size milk. of human milk. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And how our body can can absorb that and digest it better. I had no idea. Like I never knew that cow's milk was so not compatible with our body. But uh, you know, and that's good stuff to know because it, it's just more fuel on the fire of making those good choices when you can educate yourself and understand why you're doing what you're doing. It feels Absolutely. less like a punishment. And it really it really Absolutely. has such a process. You know, when you when you become familiar with a brand new lifestyle, like you said, there were certain times when you kind of dived into a different area of, you know, your knowledge of the program or knowledge of food or, or diet or exercise. 
And like you said, when, when you first get the DDP yoga program and there's that book in front of you full of just a million different facts and tidbits, it's so overwhelming. But you really got to just, you know, you got you to gotta get, you gotta center yourself, you got to work on yourself, you got food, the habits, you start getting the workouts in, and then you kind of just explore. And like you said, you get so passionate about it that you kind of, on your own, will kind of just look around and poke around and you'll learn stuff. And when you first crack that book open, despite reading it and retaining it, you're not going to really know what a lot of that stuff is. But with experience, like you, things will just kind of, you know, dawn on you like, oh, I get that now, or oh, this makes sense now. Yeah. And it's, you you got to live it, and that's how you ultimately just become um, the DDB Yoga sure. you know, warrior of the week, if you will. But, you know, you, you Well, I didn't, you I, in the beginning, more, there, there's no way I could have understood why DDP was as strict, not strict meaning like you can't have anything, but as passionate about being non-GMO and, and organic and gluten-free. Like I, it didn't dawn on me why all that stuff was so important until later in the program when I really started, you know, doing the stuff that he asked me to do and looking at the stuff he asked me to look at and really seeing, you know, you know, and and, and reading and looking at it and educating myself a bit to the point where the light comes on, you know you really start to see how messed up our food supply is. Yep. And and how and how, you know, we're ingesting so much chemicals, you know, and then getting sick and going to the doctor who prescribes us chemicals to to try to counteract the chemicals that we put in our body. And to me yeah, that's it seems kind of ludicrous. It's pretty insane. It's pretty insane. Yep. Um but uh, you know, moving forward now that I've hit the the, the ninety day mark, uh, now I have to get to the point where I'm almost to my weight goal, and I got to start looking at what what I need to do now. What's going to keep me going? Um, so as I've got to that ninety day mark, I've uh, really kind of wrapped myself up into the living life at ninety percent, and really starting to get the, the the mental part of it because I, I you know I got the food down. Um, I got the workouts. The workouts for me was the easiest part. I mean, hard at first, but it, it gets easier. Your body will respond, you know. Uh, the food, I was bound and, and determined, you know, to get my food right, to stop feeling so lousy after I ate. But, you know, uh, the living life at 90%, the self-dialogue, that was all stuff that I've struggled with. I've been a self-disqualifier my whole life. Um, I grew up in kind of a rough household, uh, kind of, you know, abusive and a lot of really negative and detrimental messages from a really young age, you know, so it didn't leave me with a lot of self-esteem and self-worth, you know, and willingness to take chances and, and you know, allow myself to, to put myself out there and succeed. So the the positive, the positive uh, self-dialogue and all that has been probably the biggest struggle for me, you know, is working through uh, owning owning my reality around me and telling myself that I can do things and that I should do things instead of finding an excuse why why it's dangerous or you know why it's why you know if I did that it would just end up negatively affecting me or this or that and just telling myself I can't before I try. <clears throat> right, right. So and how has your health that. been? Um, my health has been good. I, I, I'm on no medications. Um, 
Awesome. I have no doctor's appointments. Um, I've had a few back tweaks here and there from doing the workouts. Um, part of it is just wear and tear on my joints with my arthritis. Um, mm-hmm. I know I know DDP says that, you know, during the workouts, you know, you'll feel better and better and you'll do better and better. But to an extent, I have some limitations that I have to keep in mind. I mean, we all have our limitations and our modifications that we have to do. Um, yeah. I get joint inflammation and pain and and you know, down dog, you know, and putting those weight on my shoulder joints and stuff can be painful some days, um, you know, and, and, and doing some of those. But I, I typically modify. If I feel like I'm it's getting too much, I just modify. I'll ease up on things uh, to keep going. But I think it was genetic roulette who said that pretty much all the medicine that you need is just in the food that you put in your body. And, and the further That's I get, right. the further I get through this program, you know, at this 90 days plus point, I'm on the last week, week 13 of the beginner. Um, I'm starting to see that more and more. Like, I don't feel lousy. I don't feel the need to go to the doctor. I already I already know what they're going to do. I know their game because I've been through the health system a lot. Um, you know, I've been their test bunny for medicines, and I've, you know, I've put all kinds of stuff in my body without really asking a lot of questions and, and dealt with the consequences of it. Um, and, you know, they don't, they're not really there to help you all that much. You know, they might no. give you stuff to mask your symptoms, but they're not. Never, ever have I ever had a doctor say, you know what, you know, Michael, you don't really need medicine. What what you, what you, I want you to do is stop eating all that crap you're eating and just start putting good stuff in your body. Yeah. You know, and, and, and try to get a little active. They never tell you that. That no. would help so many people, but they never tell you that because they got prescription drugs to push and, they, you know, this and that and the other. And, you know, it's a big pharmaceutical system that they never tell you what would really help you. Just, you know, the, the tough thing to do to actually look at the choices that you're making and, and that you're poisoning your body and, and start there, you know. Yeah. But that's, I, you know, uh... As far as just asking me how my health goes, no, I'm not meaning to go on a rant. I just. You know, oh, my no. body, I feel oh, no, personally, no. has been somewhat damaged by the healthcare system, you know, that we have. And, and I'm not a big subscriber to it because, like I said, all they want to do, I have autoimmune. You know, they don't want to help me they figure do. out what hap- what happened and how to get better. They just want to suppress my immune system. Right. Which is mm-hmm. like which is like if your house is on fire, they, they just want to go in. You know, it's like the fire department coming in and taking the smoke detectors out. They're like, okay, well, there you go. No more noise. You know. Right? It doesn't make <laughs> We've sense. We've got we, the 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 show is they're going to be kicking us off the air in a few minutes because that's what I want to wrap up here and and kind of uh, but uh, but I got to say it was a pleasure pleasure talking to you uh, a fascinating story and you know this is day ninety you're still relatively new to this and uh, I want to check back in with you in a few months because I really enjoyed talking to you I really enjoyed your story and. You know, like I said, we've had a lot of long-term DDP yoga people. It was great to get a perspective of somebody still in that first 90 days, and I think that a lot of people, and Crystal, if you can, I'd like you to share this uh, this episode on the website for, for like, some new people sure. on the Team DDP yoga site because I think it's a great perspective um, of somebody who's who's just kind of finding their way into this. I think Michael has a great story, and I'd love for you to come back and check in with us uh, in a few months and show us where you're at. Thank you. I'd love to. And uh, that's good for me because I can always use more accountability things. And, and uh, I'd like to, in a couple months, come back and tell you, hey, I'm kicking more ass then than I am today at day 90. Amen. Or, you know, week 13. So anything, that, so anything awesome. that keeps that fire lit under me. So 
you know. Well, I need to um, say before we go, Michael, I'm very proud of you. So I will keep my eyes peeled. I will keep my eyes peeled. Oh, I'll I'll be around. You You know I'll be there. You give a, a big congratulations to your wife Tiffany too. She's uh, you know, Absolutely. it's so great that you have someone to kind of do this with too. Hold on, hold on so, a second. She's right here. I got you on speaker. You can you can talk to her yourself if you'd like to. Congratulations, Tiffany. Congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. It's been quite the journey. It's it's great to have somebody like Mike to to share it with. Oh, I think you're well, doing an amazing job. You guys keep. You guys keep pushing each other and keep moving forward. And uh, maybe next time when you guys come back, you guys can uh, we can do a little couple therapy, a couple session, if sure. you will. Because uh, <laughs> Michael's going to come back and uh, and let us know uh, how he's doing in a few months because he's really crushing it. And I know you guys are working hard together. So uh, keep keep each other motivated, keep each other moving forward. And uh, I'm excited to see where you guys uh, where your, your story goes. Thank you guys so much, Crystal and Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you are All right, so thank welcome. you so much, man. All right, real quick before we go, I got to go over this because I, I got a text saying we got to plug the U.K. dates because I don't know if you guys have heard, but DDP is doing a huge tour of the United Kingdom uh, coming up this fall, so I want to go over this real quick. Just real quick, uh, the Newcastle, September 10th, Manchester, September 14th, Birmingham, September 16th. Uh, we have Glasgow, September 9th. Uh, September 3rd, Harrogate, uh, North Yorkshire. I'm all over these plates with the, with the dates. And, um, of course, uh, September 17th in London, uh, huge DDP Yoga, uh, Diamond Dallas Page UK tour, doing a bunch of workshops and uh, appearances and all that kind of fun stuff. It's going to be a great time. Anybody going to the DDP Yoga retreat in Mexico, feel free to check in. Let us know how you guys are doing. And if you're down there, have a blast. I know you guys are going to crush it. And if you didn't get to the DDP Yoga Retreat this year, you're definitely going to want to get there next year because it is the best time you will have all year. And uh, I think that about wraps it up. Thank you, Crystal, for, for introducing us to uh, to Michael. He's, he was a really cool guest. And uh, I was Hi. really uh, I was inspired by his story and saw so much of my journey in his story. So I feel like he's going to be someone that our audience can really relate to. Oh, you're very welcome. He really... You know, he really is an amazing person. I was so grateful he came on. So, yeah, thank you again. All right. Well, thank you, and I hope you have a great week. And uh, uh, you can blow the whistle so the be- the beavers can leave uh, for the day <laughs> and uh, shut down the Internet plant. I, I love you. We, we, I'm always giving uh, Crystal uh, a bunch of uh, Canadian jokes. but um, Yeah, he is. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I know you can take it. So, anyways, I hope you have a great week, um, and uh, we'll be back here next week. Is that right? Absolutely. I have a fantastic week, my friend. I will see you next week. All right. Sounds good. Until next time, uh, DDP Radio Live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, DDPRadio.com. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. And until <laughs> then, remember to never, ever give up and to own your life.
kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh, the diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.